Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, Josh Pacheco and Hunter Hughes. Four-point game, Milwaukee trying to draw closer. Middleton passes up the three to Lillard, open three, good! It's a one-point game, Damian Lillard. Off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. Mark Kestisher, ESPN Radio, a little while ago. Uh, game one of the semifinal doubleheader in the in-season tournament. The in-season tournament, Hunter, I know you love. Um, to which we both have asked the question uh, many times, so what is this for? I have found my reason today. Really? Yeah. It took all of, uh, what is it, six weeks of the season for me to find out my reason for caring about the in-season tournament. Because you know me. Um I don't really watch the NBA until Christmas. At least, at least, like half-heartedly watch. Like I'll sure. like, dabble here and there. Like I might I watch a you, close finish. I think you speak for a lot of NBA fans. Yeah, um, it's still I, football season. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people have have praised the NBA for how they've handled the in-season tournament and the hype around it. So uh, I, I guess it's worked for the uh, for for the broader base. For me, not yet, but. Um, we just saw the finish of Pacers Bucks, and you heard Lillard knock down that three. But Tyrese Halliburton in that game was uh, was having a ball, and uh, it's the Pacers who knock off the uh, Milwaukee Bucks in that first semifinal. So Pacers move on; they'll play either the Lakers or the Pelicans uh, coming up. That second semifinal is going to be around five o'clock. So my reason is. Sometimes it's kind of nice to have the teams in there that you don't expect that, um, you know, just just make a good name for themselves and find themselves in a championship. And now you've got something to watch. Like, if this ultimately, you know, if the Lakers make it, we, we know, you know. The Pacers, we don't. And that's why it's kind of fun because now I have something – to root for or root against when uh, when when we get past this and go on to the rest of the regular season, like the Pacers, I think I can I can root for. You know, they beat the Celtics in the quarters of this tournament. They beat the number one seed Milwaukee one twenty eight one nineteen just a little while ago. Uh, whoever they play, Lakers or Pelicans, I might actually like to root for the Pacers to beat them. And win the in-season tournament and get each one of those guys 500k. Mm. Is that is that enough for me? It's it's enough. I don't know about you though. Um, I think they are they're already paid fine. <laughs> um, to to me. Well, besides that, okay. To to me, the the one thing that could maybe be a caveat is an introduction to players that wouldn't be seen on national television. That's where I'm going with it on yeah. nationally television. So, um. There's a, a humongous pool of new players that have entered the league in the last three, mm-hmm. four, five years that I'll, I'll be honest, I don't even know who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, outs- have you heard of Tyrese Halliburton at least? I think so. Okay, well, the fact that you think means, hey, we're reintroducing you to Tyrese Halliburton here that, in the NBA th- season tournament. That's right. So um, there, it's... It's true in every era mm-hmm. that not everybody's going to last for forever. And the handful of players that we have grown to love and appreciate in the NBA 
are all probably in their mid thirties. Right. Right. If not in their early thirties. So the like we've got almost a decade behind them of guys that are, you know, fresh out of college all the way up to early thirties that are playing in the NBA that we need, we need uh, things like this, especially on teams like the pay, the Pacers. Um, I'm trying to think of a, a, a couple other ones, you know, like uh, Pelicans probably would count as one. I, I would think. count the Pelicans as one of those. I, I would say the, the Thunder are one of those mm-hmm. teams that, that aren't a major market with the uh, Chet, franchise. With Chet Holmgren. Holmgren, absolutely. There's a couple other guys on that team that I know I'm going to have to uh, do a little bit of research before I see my little brother because uh, <laughs> he lives outside of right. uh, the arena. Right. And so we're, we're going to talk about that uh, in the holidays. But uh, yeah, I bring all that up just because in each new generation comes, all right, these are the guys. And I'm not going to not watch the NBA because I don't know who the guys are. Mm-hmm. So th- this has kind of helped speed, it, speed up that process a little yeah. bit. Tyrese Halliburton is all of 23 years old. My point um, exactly. Yeah, he's from uh, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. You know that? You know Oshkosh? I don't know if I've ever been to Oshkosh. Okay, I've been pretty much all over Wisconsin, but I don't know if I've been to Oshkosh. But he, you know, he's averaging twenty-seven a game right now, and the the problem with the NBA, a lot of times, it's television partners. They want the surefire success on TV, so you get. Um, you get stuck with the Lakers. You get stuck with the Suns. You get stuck with a lot of them. And if you want to watch the Pacers, if they just happen to be on national television, you better hope that NBA TV is on your sports package. Uh, if not, you're you're really not going to get a lot of them. So, um, you know, this is the the good introduction. I mean, it's not like, you know, I, I of course, have heard of uh, Tyrese Halliburton. This is not the first time I've heard of him. But I think for the casual you you watch college uh you, you watch college basketball you've learned of him then you know it's been a little bit but you you see him yeah this is why i think the in season tournament can work cuz i mean hey if you get stuck with Celtics uh let's just say Celtics Heat and Lakers Suns then what are you then what are you getting you're just getting a couple of regular season games that feel like they're same old regular season games that just happen to be in a neutral site at the T-Mobile Arena whereas hey cool I got the Pacers here I got the Pelicans here I can now root for something like I don't hate the Lakers I want to make that clear there's a lot of people think that that I hate the Lakers <laughs> um but I think it'd be kind of cool to see the Pelicans playing for something, beating them. Mm. You know, just it's 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 different. The Pelicans are are twelve and ten. Um, they're not great, but they did enough in the in season tournament to find themselves in this position because they won the games that mattered uh, to 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 get here to Las Vegas. So, uh, and and frankly. I haven't really watched a lot of. Uh, I, I, honestly, I haven't watched the Pelicans at all because, frankly, why would I? You know, why would you? Only if Zion is feeling like Zion again. Even that. Even that, I don't know that I would watch. Uh, I, I would watch the New Orleans Pelicans. Or, or how would I? Uh, Outside of ESPN Plus. Well, you can't even, not even ESPN Plus. There we go. Like, you, you'd have to have league pass. My point exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, and Zion Williamson, yes, Zion Williamson is is giving you 22 a game. He's not even their leading scorer. Uh, that's Brandon Ingram, who's Ingram. giving you about 24. 
Uh, and they're interesting because they got the former Blazer CJ McCollum. So uh, if you haven't watched them, it's okay. Today's your day to root for Zion to be Zion and, uh, and, and to beat the Los Angeles Lakers. Or if you're a Lakers fan, just to, you know, watch normal, I guess. That, so that's what it is for me. And I, and I think the NBA feels like it's getting a little bit of a win, not just with, with these matchups, but I think in general there's been a lot of buzz. They did the TV crossover thing with ESPN and TNT so that on the same screen you had Stephen A. Smith and Charles Barkley. Fireworks. Because you know how that goes. Yeah. No, I, I get the marketing side. I do. Mm-hmm. I, I get the color rush of the courts. I don't. Even though I don't like it. I'm just I'm just from like a New Jersey's uh, trying to get this thing exciting for people to watch. From a player's perspective, though, from a coach's perspective, though, I still am waiting for the big punchline. Okay. And I think that the, the, the closest that I would like to see is something that you and I brought up in the summer, which was the winner of the in-season tournament, whether it be in the East or from the West, deserves an automatic entry into the play-in tournament. Mm, in case they don't make the playoffs In outright. case someone gets hurt, in mm-hmm. case the season tanks, that they need to find a way to make this in-season meaningful. Right. For the team, because there's every likelihood that AD, who's all but made of glass, we've we've come to know and love, could go down and the Lakers stumble in the second half of the season and might be struggling to make the in-season tournament. Right. Uh, These guys make so much money that 500 grand, it might be competitive for some guys, especially the rookies. Some of the older guys, when you throw in what they're making with endorsements, it it's a drop in the bucket. So to to me, there needs to be more to play for for these well now uh, three remaining teams: mm-hmm. Lakers, Pacers, and the the Pelicans. So I just thought of something since you were bringing up that idea, like what you have to play for, like an automatic berth into the into the play in tournament there at the end of the year. So I thought of something with that. Um, does that not? encourage load management to the end of the year to say okay well we already we already got a spot so uh lebron's gonna rest two out of the three games this week because it's not on national tv let's just say he's uh let's say uh, we're gonna put him on the injury report old aka back injury um does that not maybe encourage a little bit of that yeah i mean that's a good that's a Good rebuttal to what I just brought up because if you got an automatic berth to the in-season tournament and they proved last year and that so did the Heat that you can be uh, a skin of your teeth entry to the in uh, the uh, the uh, um, the play-in tournament and still do really well in the playoffs. Right. Um. Hmm. What's stopping those teams if you get an automatic entry from shutting LeBron and AD down until May? Yeah. Yeah, because you know you could. They could go on vacation for the next three months. You could lose. Yeah, you could. You could lose a month's stretch of games and still make it. But with that th- comes my question: What's the point? Right. Yeah. Yeah. What's the point of playing hard now then? So that people watch now because I, they didn't before. But too, when do they? Too bad when, it's football season. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> well, they had a couple scheduling errors here. I think you're scheduling these games against Thursday night football. Um, you know, that's that's not bright. Uh, they scheduled some of these quarterfinal games against Monday Night Football. 
that's not bright. <laughs> um, you know, you want to schedule away from that as much as possible. And, um, you know, is it going to mean that people are going to hibernate, uh, you know, people aren't going to hibernate after this, that they're going to stay awake, watch a little more NBA, Christmas Day comes around, you know, they're there where they normally would be or may not be because Christmas Day is no longer the NBA's to own. Um, and then, you know, somehow find themselves like, you know, in, in, in full gear in February where everybody's paying attention because the NBA no longer owns anything. They used to own Christmas Day. Now the NFL owns Christmas Day. Just by being there. Yeah. The NFL's got what? Uh three games on Christmas Day, I believe it is. Um they have yeah, they have three. You know Ra- Raiders, uh Raiders, Chiefs, Giants, mm-hmm. Eagles, Ravens, Niners. Put that against five NBA games. I'm watching football all day. Do you know what wins in my household? You know you know who owns Christmas Day? Your uh, your other half. Will Farrell. Oh. <laughs> Elf. <laughs> Elf wins Christmas Day in our house. So Elf wins over Raiders Chiefs. Mm, maybe Elf will be earlier in the morning. So Raiders Chiefs. <laughs> okay, so Raiders Chiefs 7.30 in the morning. Oof. That's what time it's on that's here? What ti- yeah, that's what time it's on. Because you have three games, so one on top of another. I don't know if I'm going to be awake for that. Okay. So Elf would not win, neither would the Raiders Chiefs. Giants Philadelphia at 11.15. Which wins, that or Elf? Elf. Philly's smoking the Giants. You know, that, 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 that guy DeVito, I mean, he lives right down the road. Mm. He, he wants some family attention. His family might just watch Elf. Yeah. Because they don't want to see their young boy get murdered on Christmas by the Eagles defense. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Texter from our uh, Zephyr <laughs> Insurance text line at 808-296-1420. You can uh, call us. You can text us there as well. Uh, texter asks, what if the team that wins ends up 30 and 52? Do they deserve to be in the play-in? That's the risky run, right? Yep. And I'm, I'm just saying, why even call it an, why even call it an in-season tournament if you're not really playing for something of substance? If, if that's the case, turn it completely in on its head mm-hmm. and make it a charity thing. Mm, yeah. Make every one of these games a portion of every ticket sold or every dollar paid from viewership go towards charity. Because trying to sell us, the the fans, that it's a tournament that we should care about when there's no bigger picture that these players are playing for, like, come on, I'm not buying it. They had a hard time getting people to go to these games. I, I think I, I told you, right? They I had don't to buy blame one, them. get three free ticket uh, ticket sale or something, or buy one, get two free. See, if you... Turn this around to a, a season of giving, and the NBA is giving back. This is the NBA give back time or something. Yeah. It would be, in my mind, it'd be way more successful. What they should do is, if they want to make it big, make it like the Super Bowl. You take this around to different venues. Like, okay, it's in Vegas this mm. year. Uh, we'll take it to Seattle next year. Chicago um, another year. Yeah. Or, or find some neutral site venues that are, you know, play it in a stadium. I don't know. Like you got to make it bigger. Vegas is cool almost like a, almost Vegas. like a bubble, you know, kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, coming up, you left us yesterday, uh, to, to go. I, what I, I hope you left to grab us good content for today's show. Mm. I hope. Uh, that would be the football I hope so yesterday. Too. <laughs> that is coming up. You're listening to Off the Bench on ESPN Honolulu. 
All right, Hunter Hughes. Yesterday, you went to the uh, uh, football banquet. I did. You got to leave a little early, uh, have uh, have a little fun, hopefully do some work. I don't know. Um, any uh, Anything to take away from uh, from that event yesterday? Well, I barely made it on time because Josh made me stay five wow. extra minutes. Wow. Because we had, we, I, I wanted, uh, I wanted the phone callers to hear from you before you left. I know, I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. No, making uh, me sound like a really bad boss. No, you can't leave until the callers hear from you. Oh, sorry, that segment went to 4:19. No, it's it's funny. Thankfully, uh, the banquet was being held in Hawaii, and uh, <laughs> what do you mean in Hawaii? They they operate on Hawaii time, so. It, it it was a little bit later than the scheduled five o'clock start, so it's all it's all G. Um, yeah, no, it was it was good. Normally at these end of season tournaments, you can kind of expect the entire team to come, but we kind of uh, I've got Hunter uh, I've got Hunter caught up now in the in season tournaments because now you said end of season tournaments. See, it's all it's hooked in your head now. Oh, okay. The in-season banquets is what he means. Is that what I said? You end said of season, season tournaments? tournaments. Oh man. Wow. <laughs> the NBA's growing Not on you. Not bad. Man. It's growing on yeah, you. It is. You it's, can't you can't run away from it. It's inside my skull. <laughs> um, anyway, the in-season banquets. Yes, the <laughs> in-season banquets. Very good. Um normally at these <laughs> events I did that too. Yeah, you just did. Yeah. How's it feel? Um, it feels awful. You expect to see the entire team there. That's what I was going to say. But uh, only the seniors were there. So right, it was right. a much more intimate, a much more uh, closer, kind of calmer and more, um, I would say, muted of festivities. Interesting. Than, like for ours, we had a, a suit contest mm-hmm. where... Everybody dressed to the nine and went up on stage and the rest of the team voted on who had the best suit. Um, and there were fun awards given for the entire team, not just for seniors. Um, and so this was just one coach at a time going up there and paying homage and paying honor to their group of players that were in the senior class. So okay. it was a little bit more... Um, I would say classy and just um, calm, which calm is and good. honoring. Yeah, which is good because mm-hmm. um, one of the things we were kind of interested in yesterday with uh, with, with the Braden Shager news and everything was how how could that possibly affect the way um, the way everything kind of looks, right? And could it take away from the seniors? Because mm-hmm. that's what last night was truly about, right? Um, which it was funny they they put up a a video on screen that said, thank you seniors. And it was a video of just the whole team. And there was an awful lot of Shager on there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one little uh, critique that I would have was make it, make the video more about those 15 seniors. Couldn't really. I mean, when you're so involved in the team, what are you going to do get, about it? Exactly. And I, I'm not wanting of, to throw a real critique, but of course. Uh, thank you, seniors. Here's number 13, <laughs> but number 13 got you seniors involved. So, uh, there is that, but anyway, I mean, any- they did they did joke about John Tui Tupo how this was his second senior banquet. Oh, because he was there last year. Uh huh. Um, and that was also kind of the joke with Andrew Choi, where 
thank you, Andrew. We wish you all the best, even if all the best means coming back next season. So um, still kind of uh, the verdict's kind of out if he's going to come back or not, which is unique in mm-hmm. this era of college football. So much about college football is unique right now, but eligibility, them handing out years left and right because of COVID and just people's college careers able to stretch without significant injury or, um, you know, harm coming to your family or things like that. There, there's so much more um, exceptions being handed out by the NCAA than there used to be. So right. a, a senior night might end up being your senior night 2.0. So. I didn't see UH put out the list of, uh, of awards. Do you know the awards, right? Who won them? Uh, so th- there weren't specific awards oh, given last night. It okay. was it was more of an honor an honorary, oh. uh, really really cool Hawaiian axe made out of uh, coal wood that was given to each one of the seniors. Okay, really really dope. Uh, but there was not you know offensive player of the year or anything like that, which normally happens at the banquet. Mm-hmm. It, it it was not given in that sort of a formal setting. I wonder if they are night. though at at some point. I would hope so. Yeah, they do it every year. So, uh, your text. We'll get to those in a moment. Don't forget to play pigskin picks at ESPNHonolulu.com. It is brought to you by M Dyer Global and by Young's Fish Market Sports Center. Coming up, it's off the bench. ESPN Honolulu. Let it snow. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Can't do that. That's as good as my voice will get. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is off the bench slash. You just puked. That's what that sounded like. Uh, that's that's the closest thing you got to uh, to just, low voice. It's just the Christmas spirit coming up and out of me, Josh. That, that makes me think of um, Eminem's "Mom Spaghetti." <laughs> I, 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 yeah. But on the surface, he looks calm and ready. To drop bombs. You know, that's about you. We have just found the Hunter Hughes slogan. It's puking up mom's spaghetti, but you're calm and ready. Calm and ready, baby. That, that sounds exactly like you. <laughs> but the, 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 the hidden critique so in there is next, Josh is saying, I sound like I'm puking up my mom's spaghetti. Well, you when did, I open, when you I open did up for my that mouth. moment. Yeah. See, now, but I still look good. See, we, you know, this is like wrestling. We each need like entrance themes and stuff, mm. and we've got yours. Next time, uh, next time you walk into the door, or when we open the door, because we still need to get you your key card replacement. Yes. Uh, next time you walk <laughs> into the door, and when we open it, we're, we're going to wait for you. When you knock on the door, we're going to play the song "Lose Yourself" from Eminem. Mm. Then we'll open the door, and then we'll allow you to walk I'm in not with like opposed uh, to that. some streamers and stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, could do that. That's uh, that that's that's your entry music. Man, sees one opportunity. That's see, this is this is everything you ever wanted. This is how creative we can get here. Uh, I'll take that over uh, just some glass breaking. Although that's pretty pretty cool. Too. That's pretty cool. Uh, our M Dyer Global scoreboard coming up, which includes uh, the game that. You all were waiting for, and you all scheduled on your Thursday night football calendars, the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, which is, uh, hey, uh, the Patriots have scored more points in this game than they did all last week. And they did that in the first few minutes of the game. Uh, So we'll watch that one. We'll give you an updated scoreboard on that coming up 
uh, in just a little while. But ultimately, I, I think, you know, going back to the football banquet, since we were talking about that a little while ago, you know, I, I think the bigger thing that I was interested in from you was was really just the vibe. And for those, I mean, hey, it's it's been the talking point all day today, going back from, from yesterday, everybody wondering about just, you know, what happens, et cetera. Um, everybody's concerns about where the football program is going and all that yeah. stuff that it seems like, you know, um, yesterday was also a way to say, you know what? Uh, we can all get together. We're recognizing the seniors. You know, we are recognizing people, most of them that are probably leaving. Uh, Choi, we're looking at you possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not. Um, but it's also a way to say what, you, you know, what, what Timmy Chang said to uh, to Stephen Tsai. And that is, you know what? I think we're okay. I think mm-hmm. we're fine. We're, we're okay to kind of get everybody together, feel better about one another, and then uh, and, and feel better about the program, celebrate the successes, celebrate the good times, and then use that to kind of push forward uh, into 2024. And sometimes that can be that true calming force that you need uh, to, to, to kind of turn around from something that maybe feels a little bit different and, uh, um, you know, make make the most out of it. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. And nothing really happened or was said or would lead you to believe anything else mm-hmm. than what you just said right there. It, from the coach's perspective, really nothing changes. They still have to go on their recruiting visits. Right now is crunch time these next two weeks leading up to early National Signing Day. Um, they are laser-focused about getting those guys in a position to put pen to paper and make this thing official, which to me is still kind of funny, just that that is that we're still playing those playing the game and with those type of rules uh-huh. where it's not official until someone technically signs a piece of paper. I mean, it still makes sense to me. Mm. Like, what would you rather them do? It just once you post it on social, then it's official. Like you know, just I, I kind of we're going to generation whatever generation well, we are if, now. If we hold tweets or X's to the weight that we do these days, the first time that you digitally and we have a digital record of you saying that you committed somewhere, that's your that's your commitment. Hmm. If it if it can hold the same weight for you leaving a school, why can't it hold the same weight for you admitting to a school or uh, you committing to a school? Well, we don't know if, let's say if someone puts a statement out on on X, we don't know if they've entered the portal previously and then put the statement out. Like I think of, uh, I don't remember who it was. It was one of the linebackers who, when he put out that they were going into the transfer portal, also put out a you know a screenshot of the uh, you know the 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 whatever's on the screen that says uh, you are now in the transfer portal. So there are some people who I, I I think do it right. They they do it officially first and then go out and announce it, which means you're waiting till the portal actually opens. Uh, unlike some people who were putting it out before the portal opens and then okay. Monday comes around and, and, and they do it. Sure. And I mean, the, the deadline part of that makes sense where mm-hmm. the portal is not physically open 
for you to technically enter into it until this past Monday. So I, I understand that. Mm-hmm. But come early National Signing Day, it should be as simple as a click of the mouse. I mean, the old school nature of needing you to sign, like, can't we docu-sign our way into it? You know you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I that part of it is a bit old. Like, really, literally, the coaches are um, stressed out trying to get someone you know, the right technology, get them to sign the piece of paper, get it scanned, and then get that to University of Hawaii and then that into their records. I, I'm just more just spitballing here yeah, because yeah, yeah. as we are continuing to move the, 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 the progress timeline forward with college football, I think there's ways of, I don't know, changing, changing some things up with how, how things are handled. Just be, I mean... It was as simple as as Shager throwing out a tweet, and then now it's now it's it's ironclad. Uh-huh. I'm just I'm curious about that because the rules essentially have changed. Yeah, I mean, well, and and in Shager's case, you know, I don't I don't know what the timeline was. He put out the tweet in the afternoon, I think, right after you left. Yep, um, I saw it. But at the same time, like Timmy knew about it already. So was the paperwork done for that before Braden decided to put it out? I don't know. We're 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 going through semantics at that point. Yeah. Um since we're spitballing on it, um I don't want to see these young men and women get lazy. Um because in real life, whether it's from NIL money or you were working hard and you were uh, you were doing a 9 to 5 and uh you had a, you know, good full-time job, um you know, I you you've got to do the paperwork to go buy a house you got to do you got to do the paperwork to go buy a car uh you got to do the paperwork to do the adulting stuff Hmm. and this is like commitments like this to me is like early adulting um you know hey is your paperwork in on time uh did you sign it did you do all the right things did you uh uh you know did you go talk to so and so like hey uh if you want to go here um you're probably gonna have some help along the way but Hey, get the stuff done on time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I, I don't want to as as much as you and I, uh, maybe more so me, um, live on the uh, worldwide interwebs. Yes. Um, I still don't <laughs> want to lose sight of you know the the uh, the old school grabbing a pen with ink and putting it on paper and signing it. Maybe we don't need the fax machine. Although there is something nostalgic about a fax machine that, you know, is, is real good um, um, office decoration. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you can scan a document on your phone. Yeah, or take a picture of it on your phone. Yeah. That would work, too. Yeah. So I, I guess there are simpler ways of getting accomplished. It, it was more just exploring mm-hmm. a little bit here as, I mean, it blows my mind that theoretically – Shager could be on our roster one day, leave it the next day, and then be on a Power Five roster with an NIL hitting his bank account via direct deposit in the millions of dollars within a couple of days. Mm-hmm. That is nuts. Yeah. So it is. Yeah, I just. In in every part of the process, my curiosity is kind of peaked. Perked. You know, you know it also could be nuts. Is he enters the portal 
all of a sudden someone, some anonymous person in the background offers something and, and he comes back and he's a Hawaii football quarterback again. And we'll never know potentially behind the scenes. Some, uh, some mysterious person gives him $300,000 plus a place to live in an upgraded car, hmm. you know, uh, like Ashton Genty, uh, Ashton Genty got for Boise state. And all of a sudden it means, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm staying put. I mean, uh, you never know. That's the crazy thing. Uh, it's free agency, but it's also like, you know, hey, I could come back if uh, if the price is right. And, uh, and he certainly could do so. Um, I, you know, I don't know how long the process is going to take with him. And I think, I, I think for some people there is still kind of an apprehension about all of it. I was um, – side side note because yeah. NIL has been a conversation. I've been kind of getting my prep in for uh, Iolani Classic tonight. Uh, we've got uh, Sierra Canyon. You know, Bronny, uh, Bronny James played there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sierra Canyon and Campbell. Uh, we've got that tonight on uh, CBS 1500. The NIL stuff isn't even just a college conversation. The NIL stuff is a high school conversation. So there's a player who plays for Sierra Canyon. He's a sophomore. Um, played her freshman year in Arizona. She left Arizona mm-hmm. to go to Sierra Canyon. Um, she is, one, of the, according to ESPN, top sophomore in the country. She has an NIL as a sophomore. She's represented by Clutch Sports. Yeah. You know, Rich Paul's group. Um Rich Paul, of course, dating Adele. Um, Thank you for that. You're you're welcome. (laughs) Um, She's a sophomore. But also note, in Arizona, as a high schooler, you cannot collect NIL. In California, as as a high schooler, you can benefit from name, image, and likeness. Yep. Uh, We have seen some states, and I don't think there are many, that are... um, you know, opening up the NIL conversation to uh, to high schoolers, yeah. California certainly benefiting from that and uh, and allowing that to take place. But um, I I say that just because I know a lot of people are worried about it in college. Um, I think it's a bigger thing than just college. It's gonna run wild. I was I was thinking about it in high school football. Remember during COVID. Mm. Uh, there were student athletes that left Hawaii to go play high school football in like Nevada um, or California or, or another state because a there there were games to play. You didn't know if you were going to play or not uh, that particular year, uh, but also these are like powerhouse schools. You can go there and be seen and all that stuff. Hmm. Um, who's not to say that a, a high school football player here? If they have aspirations of playing for an FBS program, um, you know, they don't say, hey, uh, you know, there's an NIL opportunity in California at such and such school. You know what? Uh, I'm going to go take it and I'm going to leave, let's say, uh, Kahuku and I'm going to go play for whatever school it is in California. Hmm. Like, I, if you really weren't want to worry about it, there are enough worries about. Uh, worries about it on the UH side and the group of five side. This is going to go down even farther than that um, and go down to the high school side, which means uh, is this state prepared to deal with the ramifications of watching others do it? Hmm. Like we're so far behind. This state is so far behind. Like 
uh, we're watching other states legalize sports betting. And here we're still reluctant to do so. We're going to watch other states open up NIL for high schoolers, and we're going to sit here like, meh. Like, we're, we're, we're so reluctant to change because, I don't know, we don't know how to do it. I don't know. Um, the NIL tangent is going to take us a lot of different places, but uh, certainly the potential for Braden, who had an NIL here through the collective, um, to possibly get something more on that. I think is kind of opened the floodgates. And I've seen a lot of you on our Zephyr insurance text line, um, you know, kind of show your concern about that. Um, it's uh it's, it's a big concern, at least to me yeah. on all levels that um, we're going to be left behind. Cause we're just not in the kind of, we're just not in the kind of community that supports that. <sighs> yeah. Uh, and to me, we're, we're in a brand new, we're in a brand new frontier that we're, we're going to have to figure out where, where we can be most strategic. Mm-hmm. Um, that there are still some opportunities that I don't think that we have fully explored just yet, you know, with getting these players, uh, you know, cars or figuring out how to play the game, maybe not on the same level, but in some aspect mm-hmm. we, we, we need to probably, figure out a way to play it better if this is going to continue to happen. I don't know. Uh, Our uh, Zephyr Insurance text lines at 808-296-1420. We'll go there coming up in a little bit because uh, uh, there's someone who wanted to ask you about the football banquet. Uh, I know we talked about it a little bit earlier, but uh, I want to see if I can get a little bit more out of you. Love on it. the uh, On the banquet. First, our, NDI- our M. Dyer Global Scoreboard brought to you by M. Dyer Global, moving Hawaii into the future. Uh, we've got uh, Thursday Night Football going on right now on a Prime Video. You can also uh, hear it on our sister station, CBS 1500, going on right now. It's uh, <laughs> it, it's not good. It's really not good. Uh, Patriots up on Pittsburgh, 7-3, 3-49 to go. In quarter number one, NBA in-season tournament semifinal. Pacers knock off the Bucks 128-119. Lakers and Pelicans coming up at the uh, top of the next hour. Those games being played at T-Mobile Arena in uh, in, in Las Vegas. And uh, college basketball, really nothing to speak of today. Uh, only intriguing sto- uh, score is uh, the, the rivalry between Iowa and Iowa State. And this game is not being played like one. Iowa State leading 62-37 on Iowa. It's 15-25 to play. It's on ESPNU. That's your M. Dyer Global scoreboard. M. Dyer Global always on the move. Off the bench, ESPN Honolulu. You know, it's funny, we talk, uh, we, we mentioned Braden Shaker's name, and the texts come out, including this one. Figured you'd like this one. Oh, boy. Uh, this texter says he would uh, he would donate his season ticket money for Braden Shaker to come back. Whoa. Now, I don't know how much season tickets are. Um, here. Yeah. Texter from the 619. I will donate my season ticket money for Shaker to come back. I had it right. Wow. I don't know how much that is. That's in the grand scheme of things. It's not a lot. I don't think. But every, not that, everything not that we counts. don't appreciate that. Everything counts. Yeah. Not that we don't appreciate the gesture. Yeah. Uh, one more here uh, from the 728. 
Hey, Hunter, how was the football banquet last night? Since we, we mentioned it earlier, are you leaving any content on the off the you know on the table? I'm, is there is there anything that you did to, not share with us? I'm that trying you can? to think. I mean, there there was uh, one funny moment whenever Timmy came over and said hey to our table. Uh, he said to the table that he wished that I had one more year of eligibility to come be his quarterback, Aww. which was really sweet. Um, but he's never said that to you before. No, no, not until yesterday. Does he know how many passes you threw in college? No, but he's down a quarterback right now. <laughs> this, this is true. Yeah. So it sounds like he needs me more than I, I need to go back. So. Or, or I don't know, maybe there's a, a little hint drop that, uh, you know, maybe he needs a quarterback's coach. Mm. I mean, I know he's been that technically, but, you know, I think he does need to shed a little off his plate. Or, you have I'd this, be open. You'd be open. I would a hundred percent be open. Okay. All right. Uh, let Let's just put that out there in the universe. Hunter Hughes says if a quarterback coaching job is open, he'd be interested. I would love to help with that. Okay. Okay. There's very few people that would probably uh, um, be able to help in this offense quite like a former player could. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Who knows. I, uh, I I just got this text message. It says, Hunter, I was just joking. <laughs> Timmy. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Hey, uh, Liz, somewhere there's, uh, you know, loaded from yesterday is the Grinch theme song. I think it's time to play it again. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Sure, Timmy listens to the show. Yeah. I, I figured we needed to inject a, a, a little <laughs> bit of fun, uh, you know, because if 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 we we probably can't get Timmy on the show, so we might as well just fake like Timmy sends a text. <laughs> Why not? Now, uh, don't get people started in down the conspiracy theory that oh, I'm not. He <laughs> didn't actually speak with Braden last week, and that this has been coming for a couple weeks I, now. All I said was I I thought it for a moment. Okay. And then got rid of the thought. There we go. Texter from the 619. Hunter bombs. Hey, I like it. That's uh, it's something else. Paul's going to have to wait on the phones. Uh, we've got Sports Center and traffic <laughs> coming up. It's off the bench right here on ESPN Honolulu. Beach Boys classic. Can you hit that high note, Josh? Definitely not. I need my vocal cords for the next few hours. Mm. You're trying to, like, have me injure myself? <laughs> I, I was just hoping for an attempt. You're not getting one. Uh. Good try. From uh, from Lil St. Nick to Big Grinch Paul. <laughs> Paul, thank you for calling in at 808-296-1420. Hi, Paul. Shakers in the portal. Go Shen, please check if Hunter Hughes has one more ability, one more year of eligibility. What about the naval officer? Okay, I'm back. Uh, the naval officer? Josh, Josh. Yeah, who the backup QB? I know. Yeah, I know he was at senior night last night. Timmy gave him a, a beautiful send off. He, he doesn't great. have any more years of eligibility. His uh, name is Dalen Morris. Dalen Morris. Do, do you? Well, it, you know, I had the lyrics. I know a way to uh, yeah, ask you questions, Hunter Hughes. Okay. When 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 the um, when Shager came on, 
did you notice any, you know, like, you know, oh, there he is. No. Can you, can you say that? No. There, there, there wasn't anything like that. Did, what, was he invited? Last night was only seniors. It was only seniors? Only seniors like, last night. And, and coaches. Who else was there? Yeah, coaches, the Hunter staff, was there. Uh, and then supporters of the program. So, like, ESPN Honolulu had a table. Their, like, Hawaii Pacific Health had a table. I didn't catch all of the supporting businesses that are sponsors Important of the team. People. But I didn't know. Did, uh, <laughs> did, did, did it look like there was anybody who could, who could bankroll, like, what you guys just, like, money for Shea to stay? Uh, Jeff Bezos was not in attendance. Oh, shucks. <laughs> it doesn't have to be him. Oh, oh, gosh. Okay, so I have another question. What was served? Uh, they had Kahlua pork. They had... Uh, you guys are a Taco Bell? No, Taro rolls that we put the Kahlua pork into, and then we had uh, barbecue uh, chicken, which was really good. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, the, the spread was good. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the, the mood was okay. This, this is, you know... Everybody's still shocked. <laughs> even even though even though I said it, <laughs> I, I'm shocked. But uh, what was that to drink? I mean, not not I'm not getting. This is alcohol. getting really like minute no, but details. Like know what, to drink. You know, we're trying to, yeah, yeah. I'm sure like, there was water. I drink water. Oh, oh, okay. But I mean, you know, I'm just trying to get you know turning. You know, you guys because you know Paul wasn't invited. So because Paul wasn't well, invited, he now yeah, I, I wasn't. You, I know, you but you know what? I said I, I would stay no here anyway. I said I would stay here anyway. I wouldn't have gone if I had an invite. Merry Christmas to you guys. Uh, I got. I have some good questions for you know. If I'm allowed to call again today, poor Liz. Uh, I got some great. I got well, this one, is your last two, today. There's I, no well, unless you call into the Craig Angelus show. But this is your last for this I show. Mean. I I have uh, one great question for him if I can if I have the time to call. But yeah, um, Hunter, God bless you. God bless you. Talk more about it. Just let us just vent I, out, man. We want to know what okay, happened. Okay, no, I I appreciate it. I wish I wish I could Thank tell you, more. Paul. Thank you, Paul, for the call. There was no whole lot that happened. <laughs> I know, like yesterday was a a tense day with you know Shager jumping in the in the portal. Uh, we're we're hungry for juice. I'm telling you, people it, it, want you to spill the tea. There was no tea. They call it, and there was no juice. It was a calm. There was water. Drama free water evening. <laughs> water was in my glass. Now you guys gave and me my a- my girlfriend brought a lay. For uh, John Venary, Matt Opana, and who's our GM, and then Timmy Chang. You know, you that guys, was it. <laughs> you guys gave me a look when I said Big Grinch Paul. Like, I did something really, really wrong. Like, you had your two hands over your mouth. Liz was giving me, like, the what did you just do look. And then that, he started singing, and you guys understood. You guys knew at that point. Um, hey, Hunter. Uh, I want to know more about the banquet. Uh, was it natural air you guys were breathing, or were they piping in air from, like, a dentist's office? It was uh, pretty sure there was some AC flowing mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the, it's okay. the same uh, room that the, the team watches film before uh, before the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 
Oh, uh, Solo Vipulu opened the door for a waitress whose Aww. hands were full. Oh, that's that nice. That was nice. Him. Yeah. He opens holes not just for running backs, but for waitresses as well. So, um, yeah, how about that? Th- that's all I got. I- I- I'm telling you. <laughs> If there was anything else, I'd be happy to share. But it was a very. I think we're done with sharing. I think it we was have, an uneventful night. I think we night. have finished the sharing part of this <laughs> experience. I think we have gone a little too far on sharing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 Our uh, cars. to which all of the seniors laughed. Uh, cars. What? Yeah, the the, the the all the seniors <laughs> laughed hard at at solo for. Helping, helping the the poor woman out who had her arms full of uh, of used food, food, uh, food plates. So, <sighs> B texts in Hunter. Did you notice on the video they didn't have the kick? Undoubtedly, one of the biggest plays of the season was omitted. I mean, okay, yes, but also that video montage really didn't have a whole lot of in-game plays on it. It was more of a compilation of practice footage, of team bonding uh, moments, uh, moments in the locker room, celebrating, uh, being a team. Oftentimes, the the end-of-the-year banquet, not tournament, (laughs) end-of-the-year banquet is, uh, is a time to remember family. It's a time to remember what it was like being a team together. Everybody remembers the record and the memories associated with that, but so much more through a football season season involves, you know, more than just the last three and a half months. We'll get to you guys on the phones here in a second at 808-296-1420. Our Zephyr Insurance text line has been uh, been rolling today. A lot of people want to hear from a guy who's just been given the new nickname Hunter Hot Rocks. Uh, That's from the uh, 619. Hunter Hot Rocks. This is the same person talking about your your one-year of eligibility that uh, (laughs) Coach Timmy Chang wondered if you had one, he could use it. So instead of uh, hunter bombs or uh, or you know shaker bombs, hunter hot rocks. Oh my god! Uh, Eugene, bring us some sanity here. Eugene, how are you? Hey boys, good afternoon. You know, Brandon Shager leaving is a bummer, but there is a possible silver lining. Well, Brandon Shager might still be here. Braden Shager's not. Or Braden Shager. We got you, Eugene. Day. You're okay. I'm sorry. I'm in a sarcastic <laughs> mood today. I think I think you guys know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah got we do. You, bro. you know, when you look at how that guy's developed over the past year and a half, there's there's reputation out there, and yeah, maybe we'll lose. You know, the the quarterback that has a hot year for his senior year, but on the other hand, the bright side is there's all the young quarterbacks at other places looking at UH saying, "Wow." Yep. That guy went to Hawaii and did really well with the coaching and that, that, that. And, you know, maybe maybe that's how you play the NIL transfer portals. You don't have a quarterback for four years anymore. Maybe it's rent a gun every two years or something. Who knows? But, hmm. hey, Shager's going to put out, wherever he goes, I'm sure he's going to do well. And Hawaii people will say, yeah, he got to start in Hawaii. Well, guess what? That's not going to be just the fans saying that. Mm-hmm. That's going to be recruits. That's going to be coaches. And they're going to look at Hawaii and say, oh, how did that happen? 
So, you know, who knows? We could get a lot more quarterbacks coming here than we thought by this happening. For sure. Uh, Eugene, thank you for calling in. Appreciate you uh, Appreciate you listening. I think to that point, that's, that's word of mouth, I, I think, is part of it. Reputation. Um, and, and that builds time. I mean, for, for Timmy Chang, you, you kind of need a couple of years to be able to say, hey, I can build the reputation of building quarterbacks that either thrive here for an entirety of a career or we build them up here, they go to a power five later. You know, that's the beauty of the run and shoot is these sort of inflated numbers mm-hmm. can almost be expected. Guys, get open. Uh, if you want to sling the rock, why wouldn't you want to do it anywhere besides Hawaii? Especially when you're given 40 attempts a game. Uh, it's a huge marketing pitch to talented quarterbacks that maybe don't have the stars next to their name, like power five school quarterbacks do. So to Eugene's credit, I, I completely agree. And that just goes with this offense. I think there's, there's going to be some natural um, pushback to that, right? I mean, you, no one wants to be, no one wants this program to be thought of as a feeder. Right. Um, That's just not the old days of Hawaii football. That's not the glory days, whatever. Um, You know, I I think there are a lot of people that still can't move on from from some of that. But in this era of college football, you have to be happy with someone who can stay an entirety of a program. I'm also reminded um, college basketball. That's where I was going to go with it in college basketball. The way um, the way things were brought up in the past was like if you had a senior or if you had a bunch of seniors on your team, then maybe you weren't really a good team uh, because, mm. you know, you had you might have had a bunch of young players who left or maybe these players at this stage of their careers, they're not good enough to go to the NBA draft because you can go in uh, at that point in time. It was after your freshman year. Now there are different avenues. Now it's looked at different because the transfer portal makes that look a little bit different. Um Clearly, basketball and football are two different things when we talk about having those conversations. But um, it looks good, weirdly enough. It looks good if the transfer portal works both ways for you. If it works one way, right? If If it works one way and there's an exodus leaving and there's not as much coming back, then it has a different optic of... Why are there so many people leaving and not many coming back? But if it's like a two-way street, then it it's, it feels transactional. It feels like there's a reason why people are still coming and probably a, a, a reason, decent one, why people are leaving. Yeah, and it's a much easier sell this year for mm-hmm. this coaching staff, being on the phone with a recruit and being to almost proudly say, hey, we were 5-8 and eight this yeah. last year. We were 3-10 and, uh, and, ten, ten. and ten the year before. We are in the midst of a rebuild, and we are continuing to get better, and you would be a valued asset as we turn this program around. What do you think? you want to come and be a part of something special? It's, it's, an, it's almost selling itself. Uh, let's say hi to Neil, who's calling in at 808-296-1420. Neil, what's up? Hey, what's up, boys? So, um, thoughts on all this NIL slash transfer portal slash marketing PUH and all this other stuff. Uh, Number one, number one, Hunter 
Uh, you need to be working for the football program's uh, marketing department, bro. Because hmm. uh, after uh, in the recruiting office, because uh, after hearing what you just said, man, I'm ready to strap it up and be part of something special out there at UH. I appreciate you, man. In some ways, I feel like I am, but just with ESPN. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. But, but the <laughs> other part of it, too, you know, is, is I think, and I'm reminded of one of the things that um, that Coach Mike Trapasso had said years ago when he was here as the coach with the baseball team. And it was basically to the effect of we hope to get these guys for two, maybe three years. If you get them for two to three years, I mean, we're, we're, we're doing okay, you know, and and it, it, that's really ultimately, I think, what we're going to have to learn to accept with our football program, with anything now, because of the transfer portal being what it is. Um, you know, I was listening to Kanoa and Rob earlier today, and... What I hear is just a lot of people that are starting to, to vilify Brandon Shager saying, you know, no loyalty to the family, no loyalty, this, that, and the other uh. thing. You know, come on, bro. Like, to me, you got to be happy for a kid. 100%. You, know? you got to be happy for the kid because if it was, let's, let's, let's take it the other way. And I think Rob DeMello did a great job with this. He says, let's take it the other way, man. You got a bunch of kids that, that some that that lived in say California or Utah or wherever and they decide to come here. You know? They were they were blue chippers out of Utah or Vegas or whatever and they decide instead of staying home going to UNLV or Nevada or Utah or BYU or wherever, they decide to come here. You cannot be happy for one and upset at the other because they're just doing what they gotta do for themselves. You know, yeah. Braden's doing what he got to do for Braden, you know, and at the end of the day, as long as he's a good man, you know, and we've built something special for him and he's, and he's, he's proud of the time that he spent here. Hey man, that's all you can ask for as a coach, you know? I mean, yeah, you want to win games and that's the bottom line is you got to win games. But I think coach Tim and I've been saying this since the day he got here, coach Tim is building something very special up there in the Manoa Mist, man. And it's just, it, it's shameful to me how many people don't see it, how many people don't recognize it, that there is something special brewing up there in the Manoa Mist, man. And we just, you know, I, I'm grateful that I get to see it. I'm grateful that I'm starting to recognize it. Yeah, and, and Neil, thank you for calling. That's a great I, I think call, the, Neil. The thing thank you. is, again, there is, we've talked about it so much. This is one of those things that shows us there is this this everybody against us complex that when something happens like this, it's like okay, Braden's against us, or um, you know, what's wrong with us? He was never a part of us. Yeah, which is just it's it's acidine stupid. <laughs> um, it is. I we, mean, let's call better... it. Let's call it for what it is. Here we go. Perfect, Neil Everett. Neil Everett was here for how many years? Uh-huh. And then got the, the opportunity to go up to big-time ESPN. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. The one difference is that Neil 
on television is con- constantly promoting Hawaii and anything he does. Sure, but, but your the, point. Just at, at the, the bare bones. Uh-huh. Cut his teeth here and then got a, a chance somewhere else. You don't fault him for that. In fact, people still claim him, right? Mm-hmm. People find out I work for ESPN Honolulu. They're like, oh, do you know Neil Everett? Why can't we do the same thing with kids like Braden Shager? Yeah. Let's it, just celebrate them, guys. Yeah. Well, you got to call it out for what it is. It, it, it's, it's this complex that, for whatever reason, we can't shake. And I don't, I don't know why. Um, I want to figure it out because it is harmful. It creates this negative view of the program when some of the most loyal people around it take that as a what's wrong with us or what's wrong with him. When, to me, that's that's kind of taking it way over the edge. Uh, We'll continue this in a moment. Uh, I know John was on the phone, but I think he's gone now. But if you want to get back in after the break, you can do so. Play Pigskin Picks with us at ESPNHonolulu.com. You can win weekly prizes, our grand prize at the end of the year, and we're almost at the end of the year. Uh, Play along at ESPNHonolulu.com. Brought to you by M. Dyer Global and by Young's Fish Market. Traffic right here off the bench. Hey, coming up, uh, Rich Hill, Hawaii baseball coach, is going to join us uh, here in just a few moments. The uh, Rainbow Warrior baseball schedule uh, put out today, so that's going to be kind of cool. There is only one thing that could have possibly upstaged the uh, UH baseball schedule news when it comes to anything in the periphery of Hawaii baseball. There is only one. I'm waiting till Rich is locked in so I can bring it up and see what he says. Uh, because it was one of the uh, surprising things that I uh, that I learned about today. Uh, is he good to go? Rich is good to go. Uh, Hawaii baseball coach Rich Hill joining us now, uh, courtesy of our hotline. I was just saying, Coach, there's only one thing that could overshadow the news of the uh, Hawaii baseball schedule coming out, and that is uh, one of your former pitchers becoming a Savannah banana. Is that awesome? Is there a more perfect player, a more perfect person than Andy Archer to be a Savannah banana? I'm so happy for that guy. That is awesome. Could you have ever, I mean, could you have ever seen any of your players? And you've coached for a long time. I don't know if you've had any other players that have been a part of that, but could you, could you have ever thought in your life of coaching, Hey, I'm going to be coaching a player that his next level will be the baseball version of the Harlem Globetrotters. You know what? I can honestly say that never crossed my mind. I, I have never gone out and said, God, man, I wonder which one of my guys is going to be a Savannah Banana Harlem Globetrotter. And remember, man, I'm, I'm a child in the 70s, right? So the Globetrotters were a thing on ABC's Wild World of Sports. A lot of your listeners have no idea what I'm talking about. But it was amazing. And the Savannah Bananas, you know, uh, that story, uh, what Jesse Cole has done out there is remarkable. I mean, they're filling up Major League Stadium. Mm. You know, and Andy texted me. He said, hey, man, I'm on my way. I'm, I'm going with my dad. He texted me after his bullpen. He said, I threw a bullpen and sneakers, board shorts, a tie, button-down shirt, and a sport coat. <laughs> and and I was 90 to 92. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But, there's a, hey, there's a, there's a whole intensive process to this thing, Josh. Like, I had to do, like, a reference video, right, for him, you know, and recommend him. And then 
he had to put together like video clips and, you know, of course, Andy, right. And all these pressers, he's a goofball. And so it, it was this elaborate, like audition because this is a, this, you know, and I'm not even sure if those guys get paid. I mean, it's, it's that big of a, a deal and it's only getting bigger, but there's nobody more perfect than Andy Archer. Hunter, you had something? Yeah, just coach real quick. You know, you, you mentioned getting paid. Like th- this is a potential career opportunity that is kind of being forged by a previous UH player. And so my my next question obviously is, are you guys practicing your dance moves <laughs> out on the field? Because that hey. that has to be put now in, into a marketing kind of uh, <laughs> part of your, your baseball game. Hey, Josh, have you been to one of our practices? It's been a little while. Yeah, Josh has been. And we always practice our dance moves, brother. <laughs> I mean, there is, there is always, always music going on, man. And yeah. at any time, somebody can bust out some break dancing, the robot. Um, we're doing all kinds of stuff, man. So, yes, our, we're very familiar with, uh, with the dance moves, but it's not part of our repertoire, no. It may soon be. Uh, Rich Hill joining us, uh, Hawaii baseball coach uh, here on Off the Bench on ESPN Honolulu. Uh, The schedule comes out today, and I mean, for some of us, um, well, I mean, you've been really good. In some of the pregame shows that we do toward the end of the year, you often give us uh, a a glimpse ahead of what the schedule is going to look like because a lot of these teams are locked in already. And uh, that has been the case. I mean, Ole Miss, NC State, uh, just as you have said, um, you've got them here. And that is uh, a rocking way to start the 2024 season. Absolutely. You know, and there, there's a couple uh, reasons why we do that. You know, I, you know, I think number one, just being in Hawaii and, uh, you know, you know, for me, this is my third year here. Uh, part of the reason I came here, a huge part, is just this passionate baseball community you know and i saw it when i was a player i witnessed it from afar and now i get to witness it up close the fans in hawaii are the best you know anywhere in the country and they deserve this you know i mean i just i feel like i want to bring this great baseball this great product you know of um ole miss versus hawaii and selling out the stadium and having the beer lines packed and in the Heineken hangout and the Aloha deck and our VIP suites, you know, just that energy and the music and the marketing, you know, that's what we deserve. And, uh, this is really the pro sport. Uh, it's such a valuable, amazing source of entertainment. Um, not only for, you know, I mean, there's seniors, you know, that have been there forever and they're, they got their scorebooks and husband and wife and they're waving. And then you got the cakey down the line, scrambling for a foul ball so anyway, that environment, you know, um, at the left is amazing. And, and our fans deserve, you know, to see a team like Ole Miss and NC State. And then in 2025, Wichita State and UW, you know, on one weekend in a mini tournament, you know. And, and the following year, it's Missouri, you know. And uh, I just think, you know, it's the way that, that Coach Les built it, the way that I built it at San Diego. And um, let's bring it on, man. It's fun. Did I hear um, mini tournament? Because sometimes when we when 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 the word tournament comes up around Rainbow Warrior baseball, yeah. uh, right. think people think way back when to the Easter tournament with baseball all day, all night, sometimes into the morning. Uh, but mini tournament that's that's kind of interesting. 
don't know what else to call it, a three-team uh, jamboree, you know, but, uh, you know, Brian Green, Brian Green's the head coach at Wichita State now, and he spent some time here uh, with the Rainbows. Um, you know, I, I can't remember when it was, maybe the mid-90s, early 2000s, um, and he's a, he, he was with me in San Diego, a great friend of mine, and he'll be coming out every year. And we want to get, you know, Gene Stevenson and his new wife. They're coming out. I want to get Coach Les on the field, you know, because Gene and Les are, are you know, great friends. Um, and then UW, you know, Jason Kelly, you know, is the head coach there. His dad was a rainbow, you know, back in the day. So there's all kinds of connections. Uh, for some reason, the Pacific Northwest teams, especially, you know, Oregon and University of Washington, really draw well here. So – We'll figure it out and kind of have a three-team little jamboree, baseball around the clock kind of thing. It'd be kind of cool. Before I get to the other part of the schedule. Jamboree uh, sounds like something from the Savannah Bananas, it by does. the way. It does. It absolutely does. Um, before I get right, to well, the. Then it's, then it's in. We're going to name it that. There you go. <laughs> um, get a, get a corporate sponsor on that, and we're and, and we're gold. The Your Name Here Baseball Jamboree. Uh, we'll, make, we'll make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, before I get to the other part of, of the schedule that I like, you know, just talking ahead for a moment because, uh, you know, out of conference, you know, you've got those, uh, you, you've got the game at UH Hilo, which we'll talk about later. You've got, uh, you know, a non-conference one at, at Santa Clara. But people think of, you know, the last couple of years you, you've played at the Tony Gwynn legacy there in, in San Diego. Does that mean as you kind of look ahead, you want to reduce some of those non-conference road trips and keep as much here as possible? Yes, reduce as in we're not going there. There you go. Uh, so that's that. Uh, yep, there it is. Uh, we're having a Big West tournament, you know, starting in 2025. So that cuts a weekend, you know. So we only have three non-conference weekends, you know, at the start of the year to pack the less. You know, it's just I, I just like staying home, man. I love playing at Les Murakami in front of our fans, and uh, it just it, it just makes sense to bring these quality teams and provide this experience for our fans. At the same time, you know, it, we, we really have to pay attention to RPI. If you notice, there's no teams from the West, you know, so we want to eliminate that common opponent, try to play teams that uh, not only we can beat, but that are going to go out into their conference and, and have a really good uh, one-loss record. That will give us, you know, that, uh, you know that, that good RPI in the end of the day. Rich Hill joining us, Hawaii baseball coach, as uh, the 2024 schedule is out. I think one of the other neat things is that with college baseball growing uh, here in this state, the addition of Chaminade uh, this year, that uh, you're, you're playing all the Division II schools. you got a home-and-home home with, uh, with Hawaii Hilo. You've got HPU at home. You've got Chaminade at home. Um, that's a really neat thing to kind of just grow the game. I think of that when they when they say with men's volleyball a lot, grow the game uh, in this state. Not that baseball needs a whole ton of growing here, but uh, you can always grow it as you know. You can always grow it more, and it and it seems like that's something you're accomplishing here. Absolutely, you know. I think uh, you know. I've heard several people say, you know, at UH, you know, is kind of the engine, you know, here in everything in baseball and. You know, to be able to, and I was, I went to Cal Lutheran, right, and coached at Cal Lutheran for six years, so I get it, you know, being a, you know, a small school, a non-D1, and we used to go beat USC, you know, we'd beat Pepperdine and Cal State Northridge and, you know, other, these other giant teams, so it's not like, hey, we're doing this, 
you know, and it's all goodwill and everything. Those guys can beat us, right? Make no mistake about it. I mean, they have really good players and they have phenomenal coaches. Uh, I think, you know, on Tuesday nights, you know, we're going to have to get creative with marketing. Uh, I don't know how it will be received, but, you know, that's two local teams playing. Uh, it's much better for us to do that than have an inter-squad game. You know what I mean? And uh, to be able to go up against, you know, a really good team like Shamanad and Chad Konishi and Dane, you know, over at HPU and those guys, Cal, uh, at Hilo, it's, it's going to be a good test. And I know that's kind of coach speak, but in the sport of baseball, guys, it's real. You know, those are good teams, and it's going to be a very, very good environment at the less. Well, I did the game uh, back in 2016 when Hawaii went to UH Hilo and lost one nothing in a pitcher's duel. So you, you may say it's coach yeah, speak, you but go. you you know what that's like being at Cal Lutheran. Um, so that's the schedule. Yep. You can check it out at uh, HawaiiAthletics.com. Uh, I got to ask you about a story I've kind of learned here over the last couple of days. One of my favorite players to cover on the team, Nainoa Cardenas. Uh, who has yeah. stepped in at times, catcher. I still remember a couple of years ago, he went on a tear after uh, Dallas Jay got hurt and started hitting some home runs mm-hmm. out in Vegas. I hear you guys are transitioning him to a pitcher? Yes. He uh, has made a position change, um, and it's exciting. It is electric, man. I mean, Josh, when you see him, I mean, I guarantee your eyes are going to be like, oh, it's going to you know, kind of bold. Your eyebrows <laughs> go up like, it's 94 you know, uh, with spin rate, uh, an excellent curveball and a developing changeup. And I got a text from him, you know, this summer. He's playing out of Green Bay. We send all our guys out across the mainland, you know, as you know. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, coach, you know, it's the last game and they want to use me as a pitcher. We're a little bit thin. Do you mind? I'm like, no, hell no. Let's go. You got a great arm. Let's see. Go for it, dude. And uh, the, the GM actually, like, Texted me that night with some of these metrics, you know, and then I saw the video and, you know, I mean, it was like three up, three down and, and everything was like really, really electric. And, and he was phenomenal this fall. So, I mean, you know, you hear that catcher's glove just kind of go. Pop, pop, pop. So we're excited. I mean, he's a back end of the, you know, a back end guy. He's turned into a pro prospect now. Um, exciting stuff for Nainoa and what a great kid man just so pumped for that guy absolutely I mean is that is that some do you do you envision his bat still being involved somehow no you know he's he's made the full transition but you know we had that conversation you know I was like hey man we're gonna be on the road a couple guys go down you're gonna you're in there and I don't care you haven't trained you haven't taken BP it's not gonna be an excuse you got three swings make them all count brother so he's He's ready to go, man, and uh, it's full-on pitching, and if we need him, uh, you know, behind the plate or a pinch hit, you know, he, he'll be ready, but that'll be in an emergency situation. That's uh, that's exciting. Uh, it's it's those uh, those little things like that because uh, we know pitching is something that uh, I mean let, let's let's face it, pitching has been one of the strong points of Hawaii baseball over uh, over the yeah. last couple of years. And if you can build on that by uh, finding another arm, even in your own closet, if you will, um, that that's uh, that's a that's a great way to build on what you've already done. You never have enough pitching, man. You know, and we play in the the greatest ballpark for pitchers in my opinion in the country you know i mean when they designed it that's a you know in in the 80s there's so much room i mean you know the footprint i mean i need to 
I take a knee sometimes when I make a mound trip. It's like, God damn, man, is this far? The pitcher, the pitcher will beat me into the, you know, from the bullpen, the pitcher will beat me into the mound sometimes. <clears throat> I have to start jogging. So my point is, you know, we, we led the conference in uh, ERA the last two years. Uh, pitching has been a staple, you know, since Coach Les and Trap and, and, and those guys. So, you know, we're uh, very confident it's going to continue that way. Coach, uh, congratulations on getting that schedule released uh, and and somewhat early as well, which uh, which we all appreciate. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you uh, pretty soon. And, by the way, we're going to have Andy Archer tomorrow. So is there anything you'd like me to ask him about uh, uh, what he is the most excited to embarrass himself doing? Ask him about his bullpen. Okay. You know, I mean, uh, like, dude, I heard you were in, in uh, tennis shoes. And a sport coat. What's going on? You know, I mean, uh, how'd that go? And I'm sure he'll, you know, uh, he'll expand on that. But, uh, man, Josh, I, I do have a weight problem. You know that. No, I didn't know that. Can't wait for the season, buddy. Uh, oh, I can't wait. He, yes, he got him. Let's go. Got him. February 16th. February 16th, man. <laughs> we got to pack the list all weekend long. Sell out four deep. Let's go, man. Let's intimidate those rebels. W-A-I-T, Josh. That's Coach great. Coach has intimidated me. That's right. Let's do it. Coach, I'll see you soon. Okay. Oh, that's Coach Rich Hill. He got me good. I might steal that. That's great. I got a weight problem. I can't wait for this season. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, um, Andy Archer uh, is going to join us tomorrow. There's uh, there's no weight problem there. That's uh, it's tomorrow. I think it's going to be in the 3 o'clock hour. I, I couldn't use that line as, as well as Coach did. Uh, traffic here. It is off the bench. You're listening to ESPN Honolulu. Text here from the 223. Listening in here on the radio program, praising Rich Hill. That was a well-practiced line delivered perfectly. That was great. Yeah. You you both, um, you for very different reasons. Uh, Rich for a cleverly delivered line. You both have gotten to me today. Um, in all honesty, this is, I feel like this has been a show where there have been a lot of, um, let's say, uh, a lot of interestingly delivered lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If you missed any of those earlier in the show, uh, I would just tell you to go to uh, uh, our show on demand at ESPNHonolulu.com, uh, probably within like an hour or two after the show is done. I don't I don't know the timing of how they do it, uh, but sometime after the show is done, uh, you'll hear exactly what I mean by some of the uh, in- intriguing things that have been uh, said today. Uh Braden Shager conversation has dominated the day. It has continued to. Uh, from the 888 on uh, on his situation, playing devil's advocate, this person says, if your significant other finds someone better than you, I mean, finished, and leaves you for that person, there's clearly something stinging here. Would you thank her for the time? Would you thank her for her time with you? And be happy for her new upgraded status. 
this doesn't feel the same. No. Th- yeah, this is not even close to the same. No. College players leave every four years, mm-hmm. even at in, in the best case scenario. So you're saying most college kids don't find themselves in a committed relationship anyway. Or just in, in a marriage. Yeah. Like... You're not going to college for 30 years to get your degree, even if you're taking one class at a time per semester. We're only ever borrowing these guys. Yeah. Yeah. At best. Yeah. I I, I appreciate the attempt on the devil's advocate situation, but this is indeed one of those where uh, if you upgrade, how could you, how could you be mad at the guy? Right. I mean, um, you know, thanks. We appreciate you. Uh, go slay it wherever uh, wherever you're going. If it's an I hope he lands somewhere huge because that would that would be good for us. Yes, you know if we end up becoming one of the schools where you could come and blow it up over here and be a proving ground and then get picked up via transfer portal in the Power Five, we could end up landing some guys. That's right. Look look at it a little bit bigger. I, I, we talked about it yesterday. I, I think that's what I would continue to say today is look at it from kind of a, a, a bigger lens. And I think you'll kind of understand, you know, why, why we don't look at it as this whole like doom and gloom thing um, in logic class or philosophy. One one it's called false analogy from the seven, nine, seven. That's about right. Uh, Sports center and traffic coming up off the bench. Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, Josh Pacheco and Hunter Hughes. Man, Josh, I, I do have a weight problem. You know that. No, I didn't know that. Can't wait for the season, buddy. Uh, oh, I can't wait. He, yes, he got him. Let's go. Got him. February 16th. February 16th, man. <laughs> we got to pack the list all weekend long. Sell out four deep. Let's go, man. I can intimidate those rebels. Off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. I want to get that guy. I want to get rich at some point. I, I got to get him back. I don't know. How, I don't know how I'm going to do it because uh, he's pretty quick on the draw, and I'm not. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Might ask you for help, Hunter. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll think of something. Out. Yeah, Bad Grinch Paul was pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty uh, good. Well, but you know what? I had been rehearsing that one for about two minutes. Mm. That was not. Um, that was not off the cuff. I just saw that we were coming out of the four o'clock hour with the Beach Boys, Little Saint Nick. So it, it was kind of easy, and knowing who was on the phone coming up, it was easy to go from Little Saint Nick. To Big Grinch Paul. Um, Yeah, I'm not going to take credit for doing stuff on the fly. I promise I won't. No, I can't promise I won't do that again. Uh, But at least at least not for today. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to be a good boy now and uh, behave the rest of the show. Uh, Hunter Hughes, Josh Pacheco. That was uh, Rich Hill earlier today. Uh, We talked about the release of the Hawaii schedule, uh, kind of some scheduling uh, looks for years to come, which is uh, which is kind of cool. And then uh, him just playing a joke. Um, Andy Archer tomorrow. We're, we're still figuring out the time. But uh, looks like it's going to be in the 3 o'clock hour. Uh, newest member of the uh, Savannah Bananas, uh, which is uh, kind of cool. Uh, but he is, not the, uh, he is not the only 
former Hawaii baseball player to be a member of the Savannah Bananas, uh, Breland Almadova, who uh, who played at the University of Hawaii way back when. No, it's not not way back when, but back then. Uh, played at Iolani. Uh, played uh, played football. Played baseball. Played at the University of Hawaii alongside Colton Wong. Uh, he is a member of the Savannah Bananas, so it'll be uh, cool to add another little uh, island touch to that team. Interesting. Uh, what has uh, what has really taken the attention of most of the show today is the uh, continued conversation from uh, the Braden Shaker news yesterday, and and people wanting to ask you about every little detail about the uh, football <laughs> banquet last night, um, including uh, what what was there to drink. So um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of continue that conversation because I think. There are a lot of people kind of feeling certain ways about, um, you know, what happened. And I think it's a good opportunity, A, I think to understand, because I kind of want to understand. I, I, I don't like that there is this inferiority complex that I think sometimes we naturally have because of where we are in the college football landscape. But sometimes I think we give ourselves. Mm. And I think there's a difference. And I kind of want to use this to kind of understand why that's there. But also, um, I think to find um, find perspective in, in, in all of this and see what kind of other stuff we can we can find here. Uh, okay. Patrick Texton, just having fun. Patrick wants to have fun with us. If they had electricity, no, I think he meant eligibility. If they had eligibility <laughs> and you had to choose in their current condition – to play quarterback, who would you choose? From former quarterbacks? Hunter Hughes or Timmy Chang? Oh, Timmy. In his current condition? Sure. Okay. So you you even uh, can admit it's not you. Oh, it's Timmy. Okay. Ten times out of ten. Okay. Absolutely. You've he, seen him throw recently? No, but he has more passing yards than any other quarterback in Hawaii history. Right, right. Well, I mean, yeah. I think what but he's saying like Timmy now versus you now. Forget forget the historical stuff. Timmy now versus you now. I mean, I, I can I can still throw it, but I want his run and shoot brain. Okay. Okay. I would hope at six one, whatever uh weight that he is, he may not quite be in football shape just yet, but I would hope that he can still put it out there about 50 yards if he needs to. Probably could. Yeah. So that's all you need. Okay. Uh, this is from Sean. Uh, of course, bowl season's coming up in a little while. Do you guys think the transfer portal will impact bowl games more? Seems like the best prospects are either sitting out for the draft or are in the portal, leaving us some not as exciting games. Uh, they have been impacting bowl games for years now. Big time. They will continue to impact bowl games. Um, and honestly, I don't have a problem with it. And it feels like group of five schools celebrate bowl games way more than power five. It depends on the situation. I, I think you're right. Um, I, I think you're right. I also think there are caveats to it. Like a a, a, bit, a power five program will celebrate going to a New Year's Six, but they, sure. won't, they won't celebrate going to the uh, – Raycom Camellia Bowl. So, I mean, the New Year's Six is, we're only talking about 12 teams. Mm -hmm. So, w yeah, I think the, the majority of Power Five aren't as stoked. Right. 
Um, and it happens every year. So it's less of a, a big occasion and just a, well, I guess we got to go play this thing. Right. I mean, the group of fives, yeah, it, it's one thing if, like, you haven't been for a couple of years and yeah. you find yourself playing in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl um, or you're celebrating, you've been bowl eligible now for, like, 15 consecutive years or something along those lines that, yeah, I mean, um, you'll celebrate some of that. The group of fives want to keep playing, and they don't have as many bowl options as some of the other ones. Yeah, and my, my point connected with the question from the texter is, I think there's more pride on the on the line for group of five schools playing in bowl games than there is for power five schools. And with that, players are probably more inclined to play in those games okay. to put more quality game footage on film for them to make the the jump to the next level. It's it's much less of a almost continual expected machine for power five players to get a shot at the next level. Um, you need that precious, precious film if you're a player in a group of five school. So I think they're more inclined to play and not jump in the transfer portal because they need that game to play. I think there are some, I think for the most part, you're right. I think there are going to be a few who are, you know, projected maybe even mid rounders that say, okay, well, what is this doing for me? What what does this do to benefit my chances if I am playing in the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl as compared to taking some time to you know to to either rehab I've got some like nicks and cuts here and I want to spend some time getting right uh, getting some extra work in getting ready if I'm invited to the combine or my pro day and um, you know take that opportunity to get better there um, you know what. For every bowl game, and I don't want to make too big of a deal the transfer portal impacting bowl games because, let's face it, um, it's not like when the transfer portal hits and there are guys who are going out of the transfer portal. We're we're used to guys sitting out for the draft. Hmm. It's not like 20 guys are jumping into the portal from one team and saying, no, I'm not going to play in this it's game. True. So it's like, oh, if you're uh, – uh, you're you're Clemson, let's say, and you're playing your game, then you're going to be 20 less. You're going to be 20 guys short because the transfer portal. I'm just using it as a number. So you're going to be without your starting quarterback, your starting running back, two defensive linemen, all three of your wide receivers, and your kicker and punter. Hmm. You know, it's 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 not going to be like that, and so it's not going to be as pronounced as I think people want to make it to be. The draft one, smart. Yeah, I can't really blame those guys. Mm-hmm. And in considering business moves, we, we like to call we like to use that terminology mm-hmm. in football. Yeah. Not taking on a big hit where you don't need to, not uh at times sacrificing your body for the sake of a play that may not mean a whole lot. And right. playing in a game that doesn't mean a whole lot, considering the um potential contract that you could be signing up for. Um, yeah, I, I'm more on the side of uh, letting these players exercise their options a little bit more mm-hmm. because coaches certainly do. Coaches bail at the, the moment a better opportunity comes knocking. 
Look at Brian Kelly two seasons ago. Notre Dame was still in contention for the CFP. That's right. And he bailed while they were in contention to take the LSU job to secure those recruits down there. Right. So I I don't I don't pit I don't uh, fault college athletes who are trying to look after their um their interests because this is a um, this is a kid's game and you only get to play it for a certain amount of time. And there are already some not so exciting games kind of going back to the texture because you have too many of them. That's right. So you know, once you get down to like bowl 40, bowl 41, bowl 42 and, and you've you got, got sub 500 teams playing in them. Yeah. Then, you know, even if you're not a, a fringe draft guy and you're like, you know, I, 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 I could be a seventh rounder. Um, I don't know. I, I, I want try to get to the combine. I want to be ready for my pro day. Do I really want to play in the, um, oh gosh. Do I do I want to play in the New Mexico Bowl? I mean, no, <laughs> you know. I mean, what's the point? Like, hey, we got in because like, you're Minnesota. Hey, we got in because we're five and seven. Do I really want to be here because we're five and seven? The teams will celebrate it because it's extra practices. Yep, it's one more opportunity to get noticed on national TV, and it gives you some momentum going into early signing period. And into you know the the normal signing day later, and th- those things that you just listed aren't usually on the top of mind for Power Five players, right? Because they've already gotten the exposure, mm-hmm. they've already gotten the notoriety that comes with playing at whatever their big school is. It's much more attractive to group of five schools. So, man, it's the the landscape is changing so fast right now that. It's almost a new sport. Yeah. Alex texts in Boise lost its starting quarterback and best wide receiver to the portal. They did. Uh, but also uh, Boise State kept its offensive player of the year in Ashton Shanti because he got $300,000 and he got a place to live and he got a car upgrade. So, yeah, I mean, they lost Halen Green because he wasn't being used a ton. They lost their best wide receiver, sure. But Shanti's back. Okay. But they're, also... They're going. That's what's going to happen where your team could still win the Mountain West Championship and then those guys use the success, just like coaches, Mm -hmm. use the success from this past season to get a better opportunity. Right. It's open season. It's free free agency for these players. That's right. It Everything is brand new. It's crazy. Yeah. And by the way, Boise's playing in a in a pretty nice size bowl, the uh, the LA Bowl presented by Gronk. So the Starco Foods LA Bowl presented by Gronk, they'll we're, be there. They'll we're gonna eat. we're gonna have to wake up, man. We're we're gonna have to wake up with our sponsorships, with our um, flexibility to be able to support. How do you do that? I I think it's it's like programs like brotherhood grinds like stepping that all the way up okay supporting our like that needs to be bare minimum okay like our players across sports okay not just football across sports getting food taken care of first of all um second of all making sure they're living and everything out here is as smooth and as comfy as possible okay so like i'm talking bare bones like handful of the guys on the team like the guys that you're really trying to keep them here partner with a car dealership somewhere on the island um, that can write off a handful of vehicles, maybe 10 or something like that, 
we're probably not going to be able to do what Utah did and get every member of the team a truck. Right. But we need to figure out some pivotability that we can we can fight in a competitive mindset because th- th- this is what's just going to continue to happen. Right. If we keep playing the same way that we always have, we're, we're it's going to be very difficult for Hawaii. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the next question becomes, do we have that? Like whether whether um you know we we ask to see it or not like do we legitimately have that do we have that in our business community do we have that um you know I I don't know I don't know I don't know we either have that man. ability I I'd like to hope so mm-hmm. but I'm with you I don't know upgrade your island style with Kahala the original Aloha shirt since 1936 pick one up for yourself at one of Kahala's six stores island wide or at Kahala.com. We'll get traffic here. You're listening to Off the Bench on ESPN Honolulu. So this is Christmas. And what have you done? Coming up in uh, about 10 minutes, a Christmas gift to Hunter Hughes. Ooh. Golf relevancy in December. Ugh. <laughs> Thank you. And not the way you're hoping for. Yeah. Uh, that's coming up. In uh, just about ten minutes, you know, you you were saying something interesting before we went to break, that um, you know you're 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 looking for for people to step up. You're looking for an expansion to Brotherhood Grinds and 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 all you know a whole bunch of other things. And something I was saying during the break is, well, a how much of that is possible? Like, do we have that ability in our business community, um, you know, to be able to support? an expansion of brotherhood grinds, an expansion of being able to support players through an NIL collective or, or things like that. And I was, I was saying like a lot of focus really in that same community, because you have everybody kind of at times, like, you know, everybody's needs, right? A lot of the support in athletics in the business community, the last couple of months has really been centered around helping those in Lahaina, uh, you yeah. know, the, the, the Lahaina Luna students, the football players, the, the basketball players um, to, to kind of get back on their feet, to be able to play again, to have the the tools, the resources to be able to do it. A lot of attention uh, and, and rightfully so um, has been focused that way. Um, and, and from that same community support the business community the everyday person the you the me um you know that's listening in so i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of curious like how how much support can there really be down the road like we know jeff bezos isn't showing up Mm -hmm. we know larry ellison isn't showing up and we know the rock is not making a, a 30 million dollar donation so how do you do it? Can you do it? Is is this the kind of community that can step up those efforts to compete in the same kind of game that Boise is trying to play or that I'm sure UNLV is trying to play? Yeah, I don't know. I would like to hope so, you know, with uh, you know, a comp- company like a car dealership where a donation to University of Hawaii, which is a non-for-profit institution, mm-hmm. probably has a tax write-off connected with something like that. Right. And it's 
this whole thing is happening so fast that folks that haven't ever had to play this game like this at University of Hawaii, and I'm not blaming anyone. Of course. They're being forced to uh, think about things and maybe make action that was never previously a part of their job description. And I'm just saying that as we continue forward, these are things that we're going to have to eventually address and think about if we want to compete. That's just the way that it yeah. goes. Sports center coming up in uh, just a little bit. And uh, also on the way, um, John Rom yes. has, uh, has gotten your attention because uh, John Rom has made the turn. Uh, he's made the turn nice. from uh, PGA Tour to live. How much does it matter? What does that say about the current situation in the sport? All those things. We'll get to that coming up after Traffic and Sports Center on ESPN Honolulu. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart... Final words coming up in just a little while. Our thanks to Rich Hill for joining us last hour. Spent a lot of time on Hawaii football, and we're not done because we just learned some stuff here, Hunter, over the last uh, 10 minutes. The uh, The Athletic came out with its uh, All-American teams, and uh, Hawaii receiver Pofele Ashlock named as the Athletics' second-team freshman All-American. Pretty good uh, pretty good company for him, uh, given the kind of year he had. It was not, I mean, let's, let's call it what it is. It was not beginning to end consistently awesome. There were some a few lulls in here, here and there, but it was an sure. incredible start for Ashlock, and he certainly had some big catches later in the year as well. Totally. And a valued member of our receiver core. Mm-hmm. Um, if we did not have him, Stephen McBride probably would not have had half the season that he ended up having. Right. Because... Pofeli occupies so much of a defense's attention um, and early in the, earlier in the year caught so many teams by surprise um, that a freshman could show that kind of speed, uh, get that open, and really find the end zone at the caliber that he did. It felt like he was our guy to get it done in the red zone probably more than any other receiver um so yeah hats off to him and getting an award like that anytime you can be affiliated with all-american even if it is a category like freshman all-american who cares yeah that is incredible i think of his um his impact and, and right when you had mentioned it to me it had, it had come to mind um no, but not many people talked about him before the season started. There were maybe a few people here and there that I think I want to say it was our own Tanner Hayworth who said, watch for Pofele Ashlock because mm. he was watching him in practice and, and saw some good things out of him. Um, but you think of the impact where Jonah Pinoke was hurt yep. a good chunk of the year. And he was somebody that you were kind of hoping for a lot more from. Kuali Nishigai's impacts were felt sporadically, and he's someone that knows the run and shoot. And so when it was Ashlock right out of the gate and McBride right out of the gate, given that there were already some injuries that were that were kind of hitting that wide receiver core a little bit, 
that was a welcome sight. And, you know, for Ashlock to step up right away, uh, given the opportunity that was given to him, uh, I think that says a lot about him uh, to be able to kind of fill that role and and do so at a really good level. And he said, by the way, he's coming back next year. He told yeah. that to Steven Sy. So Thank that's, God. that's a, a really good sign. Yeah. I mean, other guys that we were hoping would uh, occupy more uh, of the, the, the lion's share of of targets this season didn't we didn't really see much from guys like Alex Perry uh didn't see much from guys like uh you know Chucky Hines or um Jalen Walthall um Nick Senecal that they're they're we, we talked about it earlier in the year we, we could see kind of a committee of maybe eight nine receivers mm-hmm. getting in there and it turned out to be probably closer to four or five but by the end of the season and certainly our number two right behind Stephen McBride was Pafeli Ashlock. Yeah, no doubt. So, mm-hmm. uh, we were talking a moment ago before we went to break about, do we have the kind of community that can put big money into Hawaii football? Yeah. Uh, texter from the three, four, three says we do, uh, we do have money in Hawaii, but it seems that the big bucks community in Hawaii, UH is not always a priority. Says, uh, I mean, we have no big-time stadium, no pro teams here. For me, UH was the pro team since we had none. But no one wants to spend the money here. We don't even sell out a less than 20,000-seat field. Priorities are not with UH sports when it comes to money. I know many have given to UH, but the big money is not showing up. And there is a lot of money here. It's a shame. How Haoli Laho Omaha. Okay. Um, <laughs> there's a lot there. And a lot of that kind of zigs and zags all over the place and and hits a lot of different things that aren't the one thing. Um, We have no big-time stadium right now. Did. It has nothing to do with the big-time money community that the texter's talking about. It has everything to do with the lack of care uh, from those entrusted in that facility and um, the fact that we have to wait until 2028 to rebuild it. There are no pro teams here because, quite frankly, I don't think we have um, – I, I think there are too many challenges to have a pro a pro team. And the last time we had a pro team, you have to go to, what, Arena Football League 2? Mm. And before that, you were talking about minor league baseball. I don't know that you have, um, you know, with, with travel logistics and all of those things that – you know, pro teams are feasible in some of those sports, although we, we are reminded – that when the new Aloha Stadium is supposed to open up, there's supposed to be two professional soccer teams that are supposed to come with that uh, out of the USL. So there might be that. Um, but UH, despite all of that, not, not despite, but in light of all that, UH has always been the pro team. It's still always the pro team. Um, you know, nothing, nothing, none of that has changed. Yeah. None of that has changed in, in the last 50 years or more. Um, also, wins help. Mm-hmm. That's that's true. Wins do help get these sponsors to want to be affiliated with us. That's true. They want to be associated with a winning program. Yep. Um, winning program, but also I think you got to think about the winning. There there are winning student athletes that I think you have to highlight a little bit more in, all, in order to kind of get it past just the wins. Um, the second paragraph is where it zigs and zags. We do not even sell out a less than 20,000 seat field. That's not on the big business community. Um, that's on the community, um, you know, the, the community at large saying for whatever reason it is, and I'm not going to judge, I'm not going to go and, uh, and help sell out a 15,300 seat stadium. 
Um, priorities are not with UH Sports when it comes to money. Okay, so instead of us and instead of us complaining about why priorities are, it, it feels like they aren't with UH. Might be elsewhere. I don't know. Um, I think we have to ask the next question and ask, well, if the priorities aren't with UH Sports, instead of whining about it, let's ask why. Let's figure out why and figure out, okay, then what do you do to fix it? What do you do to ensure that UH is more of a priority to those who potentially have a little bit of leaf that they could give to the Hawaii program instead of just saying, oh, woe is us, nobody can give. I don't know that there's a lot of big money out there. Um, I don't know. But I also am not going to cry about it wondering if priority is not UH because I'd rather ask why it isn't and understand rather than give the whole woe is us thing. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'd rather asking questions is not great on, on shows like these, but for, for those kind of instances, I ask them because I think a lot of us just throw it out there. No one supports us. No one supports us. No one supports us. Like we hear it all the time, but is that really true? It, it again, it's that complex of, you know, everybody's against us. There are quite a few people that support University of Hawaii Athletics, and a lot of them, I'm sure, don't do it for notoriety. They probably do it behind the scenes, and nobody knows about it. Um, but I don't know what you do about that. That, I think, is is kind of important, I think, for, for clarity's sake. Um. Instead of just saying no one supports us or we don't have the support or, or those that have money don't support us, I'm pretty sure there are people who have money that support UH. Hmm. Maybe it's not to your liking. Maybe it's to what they can, um, you know, in relation to what they have or what they are allowed to kind of put to the side. Well, whatever uh, money or resource that goes to the program in the coming years – I think it's probably fair to say that we're not going to put it towards stadium no. upgrades or stadium renovations. It should be given to forming some NIL partnerships. Mm-hmm. If you can. If you can. Uh, it, and if we can... Uh, if we can raise more money than the already needed funds for just running our program, mm-hmm. um, we do need something in that pool to offer people to stay competitive right final words uh coming up in a little while but but first there is some golf news and for that our resident golf correspondent uh hunter hughes on uh john rom deciding that he is going to live uh he's uh he's already alive he's going to the live golf tour that's right yeah um you know he's he's going from the pga tour to the live tour at a time where um there's still the possibility of uh, a merger of some kind that is not set in stone. There's some regulatory stuff. And you know, there was a, a point where the PGA Tour and Liv had an agreement that no one would poach the other. And then that was struck down because of antitrust laws, Yep, which is part of why we're here. But there's the possibility that these two merge. There's the possibility there could be some private capital that goes in and 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 buys live. I mean, there's uh, there's a lot that could happen in the next six months or so. But he just won the Masters. Yep. 
Um, what did you make of that when you heard it today? Um, it's kind of expected. And I also think the timing of it happening in December is not, uh, is not a surprise either because it looks like the PGA and live are going to engage in some sort of a partnership where, uh, they share in revenue, uh, potentially share in visibility as well. Uh, the, still the, the specifics on what that's, uh, going to look like. But um, it it makes sense for one of the the biggest stars currently in the game to make the jump over for a quick cash grab before everything changes. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's much less of a sting than it was for the initial wave of guys where it felt like an all-out betrayal whenever they left the PGA for the live golf tour because right now it's pretty much flowing in that direction that there will be some sort of a partnership. Um, the majority of lives tournaments aren't on American soil. John Rahm is from Spain. Right. Um, he's a, he's a global uh, golf uh, character, if you will. And so that sort of stuff, especially for European guys, I understand the move to live the, the, the tricky thing will be, um, extra golf related activity beyond just uh PGA or live it's you know will he be eligible to play on the Ryder Cup mm, um yeah. will he be eligible to play in the Olympics for um for Spain it's it's things like that that go beyond just PGA versus live that is still going to kind of be discovered but yeah i mean to to make north of 500 mil right before the deal between PGA and live becomes official. You almost can't blame the guy because yeah. it, it's, it's happening one way or another and he can keep some of his, I guess, uh, spotlessness m- much easier than the initial wave of guys that just jumped over to grab the money. Rory McIlroy, by the way, says that Rom should be included in the Ryder cup. Yep. Um, well, he wants them cause they can't win without him. That's a good point. Uh, this is what he got. And this is someone who, by the way, at one point in time, criticized, the fact they had 54 whole tournaments and all that stuff. He's getting a multi-year contract worth more than $300 million. He's got a partial ownership of his new team and live will recruit other PGA tour players to join his team. Um, So they're not done going after uh, the PGA tour. I think what three other guys is what you need to form a a four person team as part of what, what live golf does. Um, I mean, hey, you can't at some at at some point like fault um, comfort, I guess. And and look at last year, Brooks Kepka, who's not on the PGA Tour, killed it in the majors. Yep. And it shows you that do you need to be in the PGA Tour nope. to take home some of the best of the best prizes in the sport? And if you don't have to, and you're going to get all this money up front then you know, why not spend less time on the course, more time with your family, and play what you got to play, including the big ones. The, the top-tier guys are almost like blue-chip Power 5 schools for college mm-hmm. football where they can hang hang around, uh, have a 10-win season, and then find themselves in a New Year's Six Bowl. Right. I know that's not a, an equal comparison, but it kind of is, where w- why would you not make that move if – 
all that you're losing is the chance to play in the John Deere Classic or right. something like that. So it, uh, yeah. you bring up a good point. Or a, one, a random tournament in like uh, Greenville, South Carolina right. or the something. The Bridgestone Invitational or something. Catch the next episode of the student section live from AutoSource on Tuesday, 7 p.m. Chris and Cole sit down with Hawaii's Juan Munoz, Waipahu quarterback Elijah Mendoza, and more. Mahalo to Raising Canes. You can also catch the show later in the week on our YouTube channel, which you can find at ESPNHonolulu.com. Final words coming up after traffic. It's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mom's cooking chicken in collard greens. Rice and stuff in Hey, coming up next, we'll take you down to uh, Velocity, Honolulu. It is the Craig Angeles Show uh, here on ESPN Honolulu. Hawaii's athletic director joining uh, Kanoa Leahy for an hour of UH conversation. So that's coming up uh, over on CBS 1500. Uh, you got Thursday night football going on right now. 21-18 Pats, uh, 7-13 to go in the fourth quarter. It's actually a pretty good game. If you can stomach watching it. Well, I'm just saying, compared to that Bears game from <laughs> two weeks ago when they won with, what, 12 points? Yeah, that Monday night football game. Yeah, that was brutal. Anything is easier to watch than the Bears game. Thank you. Sorry. No, you're you're correct. Um, but that's uh, that's still going on in CBS fifteen hundred. Uh, then I'll see you over there for the uh, Iolani Classic presented by Hawaii Pacific Health. Uh, we'll have uh, Campbell, the two-time defending Hawaii champs, against the number two team in the nation, according to ESPN's uh, Sports Center Next Top Twenty Five, and that's Sierra Canyon. Hmm. So that should be uh, should be fun. Uh, we'll be on the air at about 7.50 for that. All right. Uh, Hunter, final words. Josh, would you like frustration connected to college football or frustration connected to surfing? I'll give I'll you the option. I'll take frustration to college football. Okay. Uh, yesterday, Reggie Bush, among many, many others, were inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Absolutely deserving. In my mind, if not the most electrifying college football player ever, certainly top five. Is it not time to reinstate his Heisman? This is hard. After all of the stuff connected with NIL now, after all the stuff with transfer portals and this and that and the money that that USC made off of him, Pete Carroll leaving, going and coaching on the Seahawks immediately after. It's just give the kid his Heisman back. I um, I look at it this way. If what he did was wrong at the time, it was wrong at the time. Um, I don't believe in retroactively giving things because times have changed. That's why Pete Rose still isn't in the Hall of Fame and doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, I will recognize Reggie Bush as a Heisman winner, even though he doesn't have the trophy, because I watched. Oh, My totally. eyes saw it. And I think that's the thing is, okay, he doesn't have the trophy, but you know what? As much as that is great, um, we're far removed from that now. I think he is still recognized to a lot of people as a Heisman winner oh, totally. without the trophy. And I feel like at some point you have to just kind of like move past that. Understand that you've got the recognition that 
that you want um, and then just kind of kind of move on. And that's kind of kind of what I'm hoping for is that at some point this goes away, trophy returned or trophy not returned, um, that this kind of goes away. Uh, my final words, so I wasn't going to give it here, but uh, Jelani Tavai just went off sides uh. on a fourth down punt. Uh, to the consternation of Shoot. Bill Belichick. Yeah, not not good for he him. Gave the Steelers a first down. Yes, uh, the Steelers are down 21-18 Dang it. With, uh, with five minutes to go. You know, my also, final Jelani's words, on every one of the Patriots special teams units. That's right. And so uh, that's, you know, that's really hard. Um, my final words are on Bill Belichick. Ooh. If this is the last of him, I feel like he's kind of going out in, I don't know, this this different view of, um, you know, this different view of what he used to be. Like, he's going to be a guest picker on college game day on Saturday before the Army-Navy game. You think Bill Belichick would have done that a couple of years ago? Wow, Probably not. that's a not. good point. <laughs> uh, but he's he's got a 2-10 team, and he's probably done at the end of this year. So uh, it seems like Bill's going to have a little more fun. Check out the Craig Angelus show from uh, Velocity. It's coming up next here on ESPN Honolulu. Hunter and I will see you tomorrow.